Hey, welcome to Ultra Life today. My name is Adam Payne. I'm CEO and host of Ultra Life today. We've uh, had the benefit in the past of being able to talk to one of the, what I think, one of the leading experts in botanicals and the growth, the um, harvesting, the identification, and the uh, overall knowledge base of botanicals. Uh, one of my, I think, dear friend and one of the best guys I know in, in the field, literally right now in the field, Ed Fletcher. Ed, welcome back. Hey Adam, thank you. Pleasure to be back. Yeah, I'm, I am in the field in the in the edge of the woods here. We're in North Carolina mountains, where a lot of these medicinals we're talking about growing. So glad to be here. So, so over the last couple of months, we've talked about uh, American ginseng. We've talked about right. golden seal. Right. Uh, we talked about black cohosh. Right. Boy, and we've learned so much about. Uh, I think what really got me, I, I, I met you at a, um, a botanical drug conference out in Mississippi in March. Can you imagine it was March of, of this year? It was. That's yes, it was. That's already right. over, over, over six months ago. It yeah. seems like time just flies. Um, and what got me at the conference, Ed, was that there are so many unscrupulous um, uh, botanical ingredient uh, suppliers out there in the marketplace that are, um, what do you call it, falsifying or um, producing not the, what do you call it when they're producing not the real thing? The, um, they're well, it's faking it, they're adulterated, that's it. Yeah, it's an adulterated compound. And uh, yeah. what really got me and what started our conversation Besides me falling on my back while playing bowling, and you carry helping to carry me out of the out of the bowling alley, was um, that's a whole story in and of itself. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> was that whole discussion around a golden seal that there, the supply of golden seal is only twenty five percent of the overall market, and we talked about that. In the episode, we talked about Golden Seal. So I'm really grateful to have you back. It's always such a fascinating discussion. Ed, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about Eupatorium perfoliatum, boneset. Boneset, boneset is an herb that's been used. Yes, it's got a good history, a long history, being used for a lot of different things. Uh you know, it's known for uh, its diaphoretic uses, and it also was used extensively in the 1918 uh, flu epidemic to help people perspire and break the fever, uh, to sort of break through the the fever and the and get through the epi get through their episodes faster and everything. So it's got a good long history. It's native here to the uh, to the eastern U.S. It actually grows as far south as Florida. It grows up into Nova Scotia also, but it doesn't grow. Not quite in the thickness of the woods that you see behind me. It grows more in the open pastures in the edge of the woods or the open woods. But it's a very unique herb. It's been used for many, many different reasons and many for a long time, too. It seemed, uh, Bone Set seems to have a pretty it, – it's a Native American herb. Yes. So this is yes, something is. that was – that was what it didn't come from Europe to the United States. No, it came. It was found here, and it, it's it was used in the I guess the Native American pharmacopoeia. 
Yes, it was. Exactly. No, it's a true na native North American herb. It sure is. Now, I'm reading, you sent me a little uh, kind of cheat sheet here. Yeah. Um, the, the tea is is used to induce sweating and fevers, flu and colds. Yes. So yes. Tell, why would you want to do that? Well, you know, when you get a fever, mainly when you, what they call you break a fever, that's when you sweat. That's when you start to, your body does its natural reaction to handle that and take uh, care of it. And that's, you know, like when I get feel bad and I go to bed, when I break a sweat, I feel like, okay, now I'm on the downhill side. It's helped me to get over it. So it, I believe it helps trigger your body's natural response to whatever's causing you know, your fever. or the, Yeah. You know what? You're right. I mean, did, did you know that? Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen also has that same kind of reaction in people. If you, if they have a fever, it actually induces a, uh, a sweat reaction, which cools yep. the body down and uh, creates, right. um, I guess, breaking the fever as it, as it is. Right. Interesting. Yeah, it breaks the fever. That's exactly what it's for. That's one of the so other names available? that they're talking about. Yeah. What's that? Is they call it break bone fever. That's another one of the common names that were used for bone set is break bone fever because that's what it helps break it. And you know when you have those when you have those aching, I think the bone set they talk about when you really have those achings down into the deep deepness of your bones. That's why it talks about yeah. it helps you break that fever and uh, relieves that aching. It's also called thoroughwort. Uh, yes. I guess is a is less common name. Um, yes. So tell us about the plant. Where is it found, and um, and how do, how can people find it? Yeah, well, it grows natively. It's a it's in the composite family, and it grows natively out in the open fields or in some you know not densely shaded woods. But it likes a semi moist environment. It's not that hard to grow. We grow it quite easily. And uh, it gets about four to six feet tall, depending on how much sunlight it gets and how much water. But it's a beautiful white bloom. We have some ornamentally around the house, and we also grow it uh, for the medicinal uses for the herb. And it's the aerial portion that's used. You cut above ground all the aerial portion when it's in bloom. And it's uh, so that's very sustainable in the fact you just cut it and it keeps coming back. It's perennial. It returns every year. That's very interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to take a moment here to turn off all of my notifications because they're causing sounds here. Give me one second. Okay. No problem. Okay. Come on. There we go. And I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, it's all right. So, so you, uh, you're harvesting it when it's in full bloom and you're taking all the aerial parts above the ground. Uh, do you just keep the leaves or is it everything kind of chopped up into whatever the, uh, the botanical um, material is? Yeah. I mean, it's 
most of the material we provide is whole herb aerial portion which includes the stem uh, I have had customers that only wanted the leaf and the bloom which is a uh, changes the pricing quite a bit because obviously the stem on the plant is what gives it weight and when you sell something by the pound <laughs> yeah you're losing about 60 percent of the weight when you take the stem out so generally speaking it's the whole herb and it all has the effect it's just a matter of how strong you want it to be and we sell that either in a cut form or even to a powder form to some of our customers that use it in a some of you are going to use it in an extract or some are going to use it in a powder form a lot of capsules and pills do you know which companies actually make a um, uh, a, a product right. using this material? Well, there's uh, yeah, there's several. There's uh, you caught me off the top of my head. I know Nature's uh, Sunshine has a product from it. I know. Uh, okay. I can't think of the other companies, uh, but there's several companies that do have products. I do know in the last few years, this is something that we probably should mention that uh, with the new emphasis on the intake of pyrazinal alkaloids, PAs, that Europe has discussed about. There's been several companies pulled back from using a lot of bonesehead because it does contain amount of PAs. But, you know, there's been a lot of work done on that. It's proven that most of us, PAs are in a lot of things. They're in a lot of different plants. As a matter of fact, honey has the highest PAs of any plant or any food that most of us consume. And we eat a lot of honey. So or most people enjoy their honey or sweetener in some kind of honey so anyway it, it is uh the companies are addressing that in the way they make it and they test for pas to make sure there's not a not an overdose of pas in their system when they dosage their product so it's still a good usage you just have to be careful not overdose it so yeah and maybe we could address the pyrolizidine alkaloids Pyrolizidine okay. alkaloids. That's I it. guess those have been studied to uh, for their potential to uh, affect or harm liver function. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, and this and this is too much of it can actually uh, cause liver damage. Yes, but at uh, but the the doses that normally people would get with bone set shouldn't be that high and any company yeah. that's using it will, will be testing for uh the levels of pas pyrolizidine alkaloids within within this within the botanica botanical product yeah um and so when do, they put their dosage on the bottle that's that's one thing to always pay attention to just like in a pharmaceutical product you take tells you when to take it how often and how many same thing on a dietary supplement it follow the dosage on the bottle yeah, you know, what was the name of the company that you thought might have it? Let me take a look at online for them for just a second here. Okay. Yeah, Nature Sunshine, I know, makes a uh, a product with bone set. And there's several others, too, and there's some in different teas. I don't know the tea brands off the top of my head. Let's see. Nature Sunshine. They got a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, horseradish yeah, bone set, extract of bone set the yeah uh, so they have a product called seasonal allergy formerly yeah. ALJ liquid and its main ingredient is bone set extract also okay. fenugreek seed horseradish uh, mullein leaves fennel seed and other and vegetable glycerin I guess that's just a carrier 
That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that's it. They um, so they have that one product there. Ed, so how how did you get involved in doing in working on Boneset? Boneset. Well, when I was uh, with the previous company, they they came to me. One of the customers wanted Boneset, and they asked me about cultivating. And I said, "Sure, it's easy to grow." So we just started growing it and supplying it. And I would say majority of the Boneset still comes from the wild because it's so sustainable. Just because you harvest the aerial portion and it grows back, but there are some uh, there are some smaller cultivation projects of it just to have a a more steady supply because anytime you get something out of the wild, the weather may change the supply from year to year. So it just depends, but uh, we've been supplying it to companies for probably 25 to 30 years. Wow. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty steady staple for people that have been using it. And it's probably still a part of uh, naturopaths are probably using it and uh, carrying it in their pharmacopoeia. Well, let's go uh, go have a look at the plant and take a look and see how this stuff is uh, harvested and what it looks like. Okay. Our mission is to take nature's most beloved botanicals and enhance them with our liquid protein scaffold technology. This helps it reach your cells faster and better. With exponentially enhanced bioavailability, you'll feel better every day. Ultra Botanica, the feel-good curcumin. So anyway, this is, uh, here's the bone set. There's the bloom. It's not quite fully opened up, but it's got a beautiful white humble bloom on top. That's beautiful. And you can see, yeah, it is. And you can see the name Perfoliatum is a species name, as you can see. I think I'm showing you the right place. See how the leaf, the stem seems to just perforate right through the leaf there? You see yeah. right in the center? It looks is like the stem is just sticking right. That's it, exactly. That's why the name, there's another better picture. The leaves just seem to join together, and, it's, and it, it says that it perforates the stalk. So that's why it's called Perfoliatum. Exactly. But it is beautiful. In another two weeks, these will be fully opened up. I could send you a better photo of the blooms, but they're just getting ready to open up. So it's a nice, beautiful plant this time of year. Yeah. How many pounds do you, uh, do you harvest on an annual basis, Ed? Or is that a trade secret? No, no, it's not. It's probably between eight to 10,000 pounds, average. Whoa. That's the wow. dry herb. Yeah. That's that's a lot of plant material. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Considering that uh, the, the fresh to dry ratio is about three and a half to one. So, in other words, when I harvest this plant, if I get three pounds, it'll dry down to about one pound. You know. <laughs> so you got you're going to have about eighteen thousand of those then, or not eighteen thousand? Yep, right. Well, how many how many pounds did you say? About eighteen hundred pounds. Eight to eight to ten thousand pounds of dry material. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. That is a lot. You're right. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of plant material. It is. But again, it's very sustainable because it's just the aerial portion and it's usually harvested. Oh. It can be harvested after the bloom, but we always let it finish blooming or in full bloom and then collect the seeds. But it's always going to return from the roots. That's great. 
Now, now during um, so uh, we were just talking before the broadcast. Yeah. I'm just uh, I'm in the tail end of being sick with COVID here. Uh-huh. Um, this is yesterday. I was lying in bed miserable, and today, right after taking all the botanicals that I have and some prescription drugs for, that my doctor recommended, I'm I'm actually feeling human today, which I'm really grateful for. I wasn't looking forward to a long uh, period of uh, being sick. I think I, I pick. I was overseas, and um, no. you'll find this interesting. And I was looking at a plantation in Vietnam, where um, we're looking at a, at acquiring mm-hmm. a factory over there that um, focuses on krillum latifolium. Yeah. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the krilla latifolium yes. species. Um, there's a company over in Vietnam. Yes. There's actually a, a researcher over in Vietnam that found a specific species that was used in the Vietnamese pharmacopoeia and was reserved by royalty to treat uterine fibroids and um, and prostatitis. And so they do a they they have their own. I was at the plantation yes. and we saw how they're growing. Uh, nice. about uh, 40 hectares of krilla latifolium. And they're, they're harvesting the aerial wow. portions on a 45-day cycle. And then they dry that down. And then they uh, do a either a water or a water ethanolic extraction on it. And then doing a fluid bed dryer to get the, the final dried um, primary extract. And it's um, it's been working. So we're mm-hmm. acquiring the factory because um, it's it's the only compound that we found anywhere in the world that addresses uterine fibroids. But it it's a beautiful plant. It's an absolutely beautiful um, process. Wow! And uh, awesome. And we're going to want to get you over there to take a look at what they're doing to see if we ha- you can give us any ideas for improving. Um, the quality of the harvest and the yield that, that we have going on over there at some point. Okay. Won't be in the near, near future. Sure. I'd love to. Yeah. That, that's right down my alley. That's why I, I enjoy many places. I've been able to go and help them efficientize the propagation of the cultivation and the, po- you know, it's such a shame, Adam, you see so many farmers or even producers produce a crop or grow a crop, but they don't, address the post-harvest handling the, the aspects of each species is different and you can ruin your whole years of harvesting your production just by non-applicable post-harvest handling so that's very important yes so you know with my um with my covid ed i was um i was wondering that did did people try using bone set for uh, their covid infections I did. You did. <laughs> so I'm assuming some other people did. I'm not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. And I was able to get over it really fast. Like you. I, I mean, I was about three days. I felt not the top. And then I had foggy brain for a few days after that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that used bone set because it helped. Again, I felt like it just helped my, my body's natural process to get over it. Yeah, yeah. so there's that, uh, there's that concept of, like, you get sick and you get a fever, and then you break you, – whenever I'm breaking the fever, I, like, I pour out sweat. It's like I wake up right. in a puddle of sweat. Right. right. 
and it's kind of my body saying that's your body's natural process it's kind of dumping everything out right and yes cooling myself down and doing all that stuff it's really interesting yeah it makes sense to me (laughs) yeah we're not naturopaths but we certainly have been through it a couple of times i would imagine Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how do you um, so how do you prepare a natural um, con- uh, kind of concoction of bone set? Well, if I'm going to make a tea, I'll just cut some of the leaf off and dry it, crumble it mm-hmm. up, and just uh, you know put some hot water over it and make a tea out of it. I'd rather have it in a tea as opposed to a capsule, but I do have uh, I do take some of the tablets uh, also if I have a if I have a fever. How much of the uh, how much how many grams of the leaves do you use to uh, to make the tea? About uh, sixty to eighty grams, and I make about. Oh, a, so it's pretty pretty tea. intense. Yeah, but it's short term. It's not you know that's one thing again as far as with the PAs being concerned about that. I'm not going to do that every day. It's not a daily sure. dosage, just like just like golden seal. They don't suggest taking golden seal on a daily basis, but for you know, uh, just for a short period of time and those kind of doses to help what ails you. I think it's not a problem, and your body's able to handle that. Yeah, it certainly helps to uh, regulate if it can help us uh, help our immune system to regulate. And I've also read in some literature that they'll use. Um, bone set as a poultice over different kinds of boils or tumors. Have you heard that too? Yes, I sure have. And uh, poultices were how I was introduced into this. My grandmother used to put a poultice on me for pleurisy and different sores and things. And I'm not sure if she used bone set in there or not. But I think poultices are an underutilized application to get something, particularly on the outside of your, you know, to me, instead of taking a pill that has to go in your body and find where it needs to go to to help it. A poultice, if you, particularly if you have something on your skin, you know, your skin, our skin is our biggest organ anyway, but it's particularly if you can put it directly on what ails you, like on a sore place on your elbow or something, as opposed to taking uh, something or to support it. I think poultices are yeah. underutilized, in my opinion. So for, for the benefit of our audience that might not know what this um, ancient yeah. medical yeah. term is, could you t- help explain what a poultice is for people? Well, a poultice is simply a, I won't say a concoction, that doesn't sound right, but anyway, an emulsification, I guess you would say, of maybe some herbs and some milk or something. I know my grandmother, the way she made, I had pleurisy one time when I was very young, and she said, "Go." my lungs were hurting, you know, when you're breathing. It's mm. pleurisy is the infection of the lining of your lungs. And it's hard to get a deep breath because every time you breathe, it feels it like sandpaper. Yeah. yeah. She said, go out and she said, go out and dig the butterfly weed, which is the other common name for pleurisy root. Asclepius tuberosa is a botanical name. Go out wow. and dig the butterfly weed. It's a beautiful orange uh plant that attracts butterflies so i dug up the root Mm. i took it into her she put it up on the pot on the stove and she poured some i know she poured some honey she may poured some molasses or something and then she stirred it and heated up for a while and then she took that and put it on a like a a a a cloth you know a cotton Mm -hmm. cloth or something and then just attached it to my side wrapped it wrapped it around me and tied a tied a big bandage with a t-shirt or something around my side so it's straight Basically, just the the uh, the whatever you make out of it, the 
what do you call it, the media, not the media, but the, the substance that you make by mixing the products together. And then you just, just apply it directly to your skin on the part that ails you. And we put it right around my chest here. And overnight, I, was, I woke up the next morning, I was fine. So it's essentially a, a direct application to the skin of the botanical ingredients, sometimes with a exactly. carrier or a, like yes. a, they, so the honey or the molasses was like a carrier. It must have felt a little sticky or weird on the skin, but it helped it yeah. to stick to the skin and absorb take absorb all the nutrients. Sure. I guess sure. you know we it's transdermal botanicals. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it, yeah. Exactly. Well, so I guess Boneset has a whole bunch of different applications. Using it in a powdered form or an extracted form in uh, in tablets or liquids like what we saw with, um, I guess, that one company, Nature Sunshine. And mm-hmm. then we have um, uh, a tea using 60 to 80 grams of the dried leaf material mm-hmm. that could be used um, for people that want to uh, break a fever or get over a, a bad cold or a bad sickness. And then mm-hmm. um, and then a poultice, which is really an interesting thing. Obviously, you'd want to do any of these things only under the advisement of a naturopath or an integrated physician or, or a... Uh, or somebody, I guess, acupuncturists and other, and other uh, people that have medical licenses that are allowed to, to prescribe these kinds of things. Um, but I just find it fascinating learning so much about these botanical substances. I knew nothing about bone set until you brought it up the other day. And now yeah. I feel like I, you've, op- you've opened a whole new world for me, Ed. Well, good. I'm glad, Adam. That's, that's, I think that's what we're here to do, share what we know to, with those who are looking to see. Yep. All right. Well, Ed, it's been a pleasure having you. Any ideas for next time? Ah, well, like I told you, we're going to go, we're having our uh, American ginseng and our golden seal harvests next month, and I'll be on site. So if we have the chance, be glad. I invite you and your audience to come along with us to harvest our ginseng and golden seal. Oh, that would be fun. I think let's do that. So when you're up in the field, let me know and, uh, We'll catch you out there and share the uh, the wonders of harvesting golden seal and ginseng with everybody. Thank you. Ed, thank Sounds you so good, much Adam. for joining us. You bet. Yeah, have a great day. Yeah, you take too. care. Bye-bye. Join hosts Adam Payne and Josh Bellew from Ultra Botanica, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. for Ultra Life Today. Get new health information from fascinating experts to help you live your ultra life today. We'll be taking your calls and giving away free life-changing Ultra Botanica products. Ultra Life Today, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m.